Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, this is the audio version of the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown review. You can watch the video version and take part in a future episode at patreon.com forward slash Cultaholic. Same Same time. Together, One, two, three. Hello, boys! Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown! It's the 3rd of May. The year of our Lord 2001. Abe's Odyssey. <laughs> that, yeah, like <laughs> Hello. Destiny's Child. Wait. Survivor. His number one song. I'm a survivor. I'm on a giver. I'm not going to start. Well, I'm going to work harder. I'm funny. I'm my life is so much better. I'll get eliminated by a clothesline. I'm a survivor. Yeah, yeah. Serious. Ashes, Free All Angels is number one in the uh, album chart. I'm not Ash went to number Free one. Free All Angels? Yeah, that, that big album, that album bought of Ash because they heard oh. Burn Baby Burn. And no, 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 no. Riff. Uh, Bridget Jones' Diary, third week being in the number one. Keep Apparently, um, the actress who plays Bridget's actress, uh, uh, accent was so authentic in between takes. She starts speaking on a normal American accent and there's someone on the cast, maybe it was an extra, went, sorry, why are you speaking that American accent? <laughs> oh. Dopey, silly American accent. She was very good with the Stupid accent. Yank accent. <laughs> why are you You're being... from Hackney. <laughs> Renee Zellweger, that one. Yeah. She was she Born was... and bred. Yeah. She uh, now doesn't look like Renee Zellweger, which is weird. Who she looked like? Just someone, it's like someone drew Renee Zellweger from memory. Like, she's had some work done, and it was, everybody just went, who are you? I haven't yeah. seen a picture in a while. Yeah. Uh, that happens to the best of us. Uh, Kevin Largo, head of music and entertainment at Channel 4, is to move to Channel 5, where he'll become director of programming. Hired in 97 by Channel 4, Largo was Channel 4's head of entertainment and was responsible for commissioning TFI Friday, Smack the Pony, So Graham Norton, Trigger Happy TV, and Spaced. Wow. Content like that, it must be great for Channel 5. Uh, <laughs> after spending two years at 5 and its launch, he returned to Channel 4 and 03 as director of TV and content. <laughs> in this role, he commissioned <laughs> Big Brother, Sugar Rush, and the F Word, and Poach Richard and Judy. No mention of what he contributed for 5, so I imagine it was bugger all. They're not all home runs. Yeah. Uh, Sega announces it will no longer develop home consoles, but to develop on game development. The Dreamcast is discontinued in May, but games including Sonic the Hedgehog continue to be released. And coincide that... Um, this week sees the, re- the release of issue 206 of the Fleetway Sonic the Comic. Uh, the price was £1.40, oh. a free gift of a Sonic spinner, and uh, yes, five reprint stories. Was it, were, were we up to five reprints by the All reprint. Sonic the Comic? Oh. All reprint and a freebie. Wow. And those were Heroes and Villains, part two, Knuckles the Kinder and Village of the Damned, part three, Sonic's World Revolution, part four, 
Captain Plunder. Arr. Captain Plunder and the Spice Maidens, part three. I have a bit of artwork that on my wall. And Tales Grounded. Um, it says trivia on the, sorry, the comic book here. <laughs> Tales story occurred at the same time as the start of Revolution, but this reprinted comic makes it look like t- Tales on his way after Revolution has already ended. But it turns out, if you pick and mix different things to reprint, you're going to watch your effect. They went, wait, what are you doing, Tails? There's a revolution going on. <laughs> Hang on, so when did we become Sonic the Comic, the podcast? And which one of us is Dave Bolmer? And which one of us is Christmas uh, Tuesday? If only, if oh, only. What a dream that is. Go download them in a minute. Get Conor XP's. Wow, his latest creation is just do a decapitat strip, reanimated or something. Oh, oh, if only. But anyway, that was all that was happening in the wonderful world. <laughs> that was all that was happening in the world. <laughs> yeah, got all the winners. Um, of reality, what or what or what was happening in the ugly, <sighs> pissful world of wrestling? <laughs> the answer to that question and many more that you didn't ask or ponder can only be found here, right here and right now for the Call of Classic Smackdown review. So I'm the dozen tones of myself, Matthew, and my amazing co-host, Mr. Tom Campbell. Look at you. How are you doing, Tom? That's very kind. I'm good, thank you, mate. Um, by the time this comes out, the there's some Sonic-related news would have dropped. Uh, so it's funny that you mentioned that. It's Sonic Frontiers. Yeah. We're getting our first look at the... That's right, he has a front ear. <laughs> I can't wait for that. That's a good start, mate. We're on to a, off to a start. Um, it's a 3D Sonic game, so therefore my, my expectations are low. Because as an 80s kid, Sonic only needs to run from left to right and nothing more. So I'm intrigued by this. Um, Somebody put on Twitter, it's going to be a rough Jubilee weekend because we have both Pokemon and Sonic the Hedgehog hot takes all weekend long. Yeah, Queen's like, I've already got a week to live. What can we play? (laughs) I have to pick one. One would rather play Sonic 2. Oh, I'll play that when I get back from WES. <laughs> After I see Overeem take on Strowman. I can't wait to watch Broad Strowman get one's hands against Alistair <laughs> Overeem. One well, was a big fan of 205 Live, which is good because half them seem to be booked on this thing. <laughs> 205 dead. Oh, sorry, that's me. Oh. <laughs> 205 dead. That's not, a, that's not a show. That's a prediction. Um, so happy birth, happy Jubilee, Queenie. This is yeah, a, hey, a hey. Jubilee special. Yeah, of the oh Sonic yeah, there Classics we go. Smackdown put, review. We put Bunton on an MP3. <laughs> <laughs> put Bunton somewhere in a minute. Uh, yes, so, so we've got a, a four-day weekend here in the UK. So if you wondered why the Cultaholic schedule is all over the shop, why the podcast featuring Maff, um, Jack, and I came out on Thursday and not Friday, that's the thing that's happening with a bad minute. Yep. Um, and why it's all over the shoe? It's because it's a, it's a four-day weekend in the UK because the Queen just keeps on keeping on. So we're celebrating by having four days in the pub. Aye, thanks, Queenie. On and on like Ariston. Well done, Queenie. <laughs> she is the the Duracell, uh, the Energizer Bunny of monarchs. And thank you for doing that because we get four days. If we get another one of these, does it go up to five days? When do we get a month off? <laughs> just wondering, just thinking out loud. Yeah, like if if she keeps on keeping on. She might. She right might. now, I think she's the third. She has the third longest run of any monarch mm. in existence. If she carries on until, I think it's August, uh, she becomes the second one. Yeah, just behind Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are you going to do? Acknowledge me. <laughs> Acknowledge one. Acknowledge one's tribal <laughs> chief. <laughs> <laughs> One is the reigning, defending, conquering, undisputed leader of the monarchy. 
<laughs> Lizzie Reigns. Yeah. <laughs> I did Prince Charles the Sami Zayn shirt. <laughs> Charles definitely beating her at Clash at the Castle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Oh, yes. One is a big fan of this uh, bloodline. <laughs> it never ends. <laughs> it's a bloody long bloodline. Anyway, line. anyway. Um, How are you doing? Mate, I'm good. Uh, this, i tell you what, Disney Plus, <laughs> they have, the, the $6.99 I paid for Disney Plus is $6.99 well spent this week. Mm. Uh, we binged Alex and I, we've we binged everything, every episode of Obi Wan Kenobi so far. Mm-hmm. Hello there, uh, it's very good. Um, pistol is on there now, which is the pistol? Sex Pistols. Oh, bio that's on Disney Plus. Dra- yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how quite a few Sex Pistols fans got their knickers in a twist about like, oh, commercialising the Sex Pistols, put them on Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnny Rotten did an advert for Country Life Butter in 2008. Let's not worry about... Sex Pistols were a boy band. (laughs) It's time to grow up. (laughs) Come on now, let's crack on. They were a boy band. Um, There's been a lot of anger about it, a lot of frustration about it being inaccurate. Um, Johnny Rotten says it's rubbish. Um, Um, What's his name? One of the guys who wasn't... Johnny Rotten or Sid Vicious, you know, one of the others. He was on the radio, um, he was excited when we were driving up, and he was just like, look, it's not supposed to be accurate. Like, no. 100% accurate. It's just for this. So I don't want to hear about it. And I was at the end, it was like, oh, so um, what do you do now? Uh, do, do you do any uh, guitar training, uh, guitar lessons then? And he goes, nah, I can't be bothered. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, they always say, oh, so, uh, real life is better, it's more stranger than fiction. Um, yeah, but otherwise you're just going to have like a real biopic of the Sex Pistols. It's just going to be him sat in his room not doing anything. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> dramatised to fuck. Uh, but I really, we really enjoyed it so far. Oh, that's really good. Really enjoyed it so Drums far. Up. And then, if you've listened to the podcast already, you'll know my Hall of Fame pick is Chip and Dale. Sorry if I'm boring you. Oh, God, is, um, is Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, the reboot, which was dropped the other day. Genuinely, mate. It's on Disney Plus. It's on Disney Plus. I thought, like, pay extra for real. Nope, nope, nope. Pay your set fee, and it's on there. I'll have to try Disney Plus for a Oh, mate, for six nine nine, it's brilliant. It so is I'm, I'm, uh, I got brilliant. rid of Netflix ages ago. Because I'll go in and out of it when there's stuff to watch. I'll be like, all right, great, then I'll watch it, then I'll log off. Well, just tell you what, I'll give you a login for mine. You can just watch it oh, that there. works, yeah. Yeah, I've got about four, like, login spots you can have on a Oh, thank you. I'll remind me later on, and I'll send you details. Um, I'll give you a hook. It's totally, that's perfectly fine. Um, it's... It's bloody good. Chippendale. Oh, my God. I've seen clips. It's so good. Yeah. It's such a piss take. And it's a little bit in there for, for the older fans. Stuff there for the younger fans. It is a bit dark at points. It is fucking stacked with Easter eggs. Mm. Like, it is bubbling over. And not just Disney Easter eggs. Like, mm. d- Easter eggs that go beyond the Disney multiverse. It's incredible. Like there's and it's and they're all over the place. They're characters that just suddenly pop up. Like Stan Marsh from South Park is in there for a second. You've got pretty much every sort of Warner Brothers and Disney character in there in some way, shape, or form. There's some Ren and Stimpy references thrown in there as well. There's like Bill there's a billboard on the on the motorway at one point for a, for uh, the movie Lego Miserable. And it's just like it's just oh my god, it's so rich and the story is really lovely and it's great. And I, I, I've been preaching, like, it's genuinely now in my top ten. I love, if you loved, if you're of a certain vintage like me and you loved Who Framed Roger Rabbit, like, you'll love Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, the reboot. Oh, it's so good. So, mainly been doing that this week, which has been quite nice. Cramming in, like, 
a week's worth of stuff into three days around that as well. How are you, more importantly? I'm grand. I've uh, oh, I've uh, been to a wedding. You did go to a wedding. Yeah, my cousin's wedding, and it was just a lovely experience. It's just like the other wedding I had. It's, uh, it's going to be a very dull thing to say, but nothing but good people, good family members, having a good time, and just, you know, crying and being all weepy and oh. dancing with one another and having a lovely time. And it was like, yeah. Why are you crying? Just happy. Oh, I wasn't, but they were. All oh, like, right. But I, I felt emotional just because it's like, God, this is nice. And there was a bit where, like, my cousin started talking, and he's um, not really seen that side of him, really, because he's a... Uh, He's, he's a hard-working lad, and he's done performing arts and stuff like that in the Northwest. And he stood up, and he was just in a speech about, like, how he had his best friend with him. And he's just like, you don't know how much, like, how important you are to me and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, I can relate to that. But then his voice was cracking, so he just went, hey, I sound like a Dalek. It <laughs> <laughs> really, like, oh, okay, you know what? I needed that little, that little breather. I needed that, like, Divas match circa 2008, just to, like, all right, hey. <laughs> Just to punch through oh, the sad. There we go. Punch through the emotion. Yeah, cheers, pal. Now we can go back to being, uh, you know, cynical. But no, it was a lovely time. Got to see other family members. Uh, got to look after a dog for uh, <laughs> a short time. Because um, they're going on holiday. They're going to the Maldives. So that dog needed oh, transport. lovely. So I had to have the dog on uh, my lap in the car. Oh. Took photos. And I was going, oh, I'll be discussing MGF situation with the dog. And the dog thinks this. And uh, it was nice. Sit on my lap on the car. I'm like, oh, that's great. And at one point, he did try and, you know, they go down on the little bit underneath the chair. Well, why do you not want to go there? It's like, oh, I don't want to be. I thought, oh, it's just a stuff to be closer to me. They don't want to be closer to me. There was a pack of malwams underneath the. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they, they sniffed out the malwams. Like dogs, it's one for you. <laughs> they love you, sweet. They love you to an extent. They, they're, they're more loving than cats are. Like, well, cats are loving in their own way, but dogs very much are like, they, they fawn over humans when they're kind to them. Cats are just like, they're whatever. They're whatever. I just, I noticed more and more, we said it previous podcast i noticed more and more how pablo is very much alex's cat like there's a favoritism there you know when this goes out alex is away for a couple of days so i know that pablo is just going to ignore me unless he's hungry for three Mm. days but like it was like last night we were in bed and uh pablo jumps onto the bed and i watch him go up and this is no no hyperbole he gets onto the bed he gets between us and he's looking at alex for ages as alex is looking back at him and he goes up and gives gives a little kiss there's a little kiss on the chin. There's a headbutt's the chin. I was like, oh, that's lovely. And then as he turns around, he puts his ass in my face. Mm. So that's, that says everything about the relationship between us two and Pablo. God love him. Yeah. But you, so you went, so the wedding was lovely and all that went well. You've yeah. been doing loads of stuff like that lately. I feel like you oh, remember. God, us, I don't want to go to another wedding or stag do for like until next year. <laughs> but Bloody I remember hell. us saying at the start of the year, that you just wanted to reconnect with people. Like that was your big thing for going to Dub X Dub mm. was that you spent so long not seeing people that you wanted to reconnect with people. Yeah. Now that was important. And I can see that you're actually doing that. I feel fulfilled. Wow. That's a lovely feeling. After seeing these people. And again, because it's like, oh yeah, like these family members and these friends and this, it's like, yeah, now I can see and touch them again. It's like, oh God, I've got so many good people in my life. Yourself That's included, so nice. but... Oh, bless you, mate. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad this stayed on during lockdown. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure some people are going, yeah, yeah, we, we're glad it happened too. Um, speaking of Easter eggs, if you listen to this podcast long enough, you hit some wrestling. No, that's a, that's a dirty rumour. <laughs> that's a dirty rumour. <laughs> yeah, I guess we Snopes. Should, I guess we should do a bit. Sorry that we didn't give you one last week, by the way. Um, we just like suddenly like schedules just got a bit ridiculous. Uh, we've been a, a few team members down here at Cultaholic, so there's been a lot of people yeah. moving around. So unfortunately, it just it just suddenly some things 
sometimes something's got to give. And unfortunately, yeah. it meant that Baff and I couldn't hang out last week. But we're here yeah. this week. Tom's like a, a Mexican headliner. Sometimes he'll show up, sometimes he won't. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great that Roosh... Play my fucking music! It's so great that Roosh just signed the AEW. It's like, oh, you thought you had trouble with MJF? Oh. <laughs> Not because, like, Roosh is a bad wrestler or anything like that, but it's no. just like... Again, any of those bastards... Okay, uh, you need to lose... This much. <laughs> what do you mean you can't understand me? But anyway, so we'll get you back here, at Roosh or LA yeah. Park, whichever one you want to be. I love LA Park. I'll be. Him. I'd like to be. I'd like to be Roosh because he's a handsome man. I'll, I'll, I'll be the little monkey dude who gets dropped kicked off the apron. <laughs> I remember his name. Give me him, man. Hey, before I get sent in the crowd, what's in the week of wrestling? Ah, so let's here we go. So, um, we're going to throw this to Matthew very shortly. He's going to talk us through this week's episode of SmackDown 4, as Matthew said, uh, May the 3rd, the year of our Lord, 2001. Uh, before we do, I'm going to give you a little uh, painting of the, the wrestling world landscape at this particular week. Uh, just a couple of things to go through this week. Not a massive week. WCW Reboot News. Reboot. 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 Sadly, not that reboot. Uh, TNN. My format, Bischoff. <laughs> TNN negotiates. My role. To continue to moan about wrestling, like I'm not involved <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. Is that as Ted Turner gets blasted into space? Do the world's worst podcast. That is my thing. <laughs> Comrade Thompson Station with Reboot. <laughs> That's a great callback. Thank you. We're ready for a Reboot Reboot. We went all a minute for discussing a 90s cartoon <laughs> show. TNN has completed negotiations with the show that is currently on at 11 p.m. on Saturday night, the Grand Old Opry, which suggests that they may be moving it to another show, the Grand Old Opry, and have now begun negotiations with the WWF. You look confused by this. What? what what's the Grand Old What? It's like a like a it's like a music show. Oh, it's it's got kind of like you know Friday night's music night. Right, right. I believe. Um, obviously, you'll tell me if I'm wrong. Apparently, things are moving rather slowly in that regard. They might have to push back the June 16th start date yet again. The last time the date got pushed back, people began speculating that the WWF are having second thoughts about going through with the WCW plans. A story that management found laughable. <laughs> said management. The reality is at this point, the WWF versus WCW angle, according to Dave Meltzer in the Wrestling Observer, oh, apologies, according to Brian Alvarez of Figure 4, this particular one, <gasps> oh. um, the WWF versus WCW angle has cooled off enough that it really doesn't matter when the relaunch takes place. It's far better to wait until things are completely ready than it is to rush everything along and risk fans turning off with the first show. Now, as I've been talking, I've noticed on my on my side eye, on my sonic front eye, that Matthew Gregg has been looking up the Grand Old Opry, the show that is currently at 11 p.m. on a Saturday night on TNN. Yeah, it's been gone since the 20s. <laughs> Never heard of it. And I'm just like, why would they try and... Uh, what I like it? is there's a section on the wiki called Controversies. Of course. It's nearly the first thing I clicked Somebody on. Somebody once brought the tuba. It, it's almost they like that. the wrong um, flute. The use of drums and electrically amplified instruments. Some purists were appalled at the prospect. Traditionally, a string bass provided the rhythm. Bass. Opponent, um, string bass would music. be a fish. And percussion <laughs> instruments were seldom used. John. So electricity was frowned upon. <laughs> that sounds about right for some parts of America. I have no idea if this is still on or not. But <laughs> no, because well, it, imagine going up to... It's not on because electricity is frowned upon. 
<laughs> yeah, there's been telling them it's broadcast. They won't know. <laughs> yeah, no, it is still on. It is still being broadcast. So I don't think... Um... Wow, that's not like... Hey, we're talking with the sky at night <laughs> to have WCW come on. <laughs> how, do you, how do you guys feel about that? Basically, yeah. That's the, yeah. Patrick Moore's like, well, I don't think I want the wrestling here. Uh, conversations go on there. Wrestling Observer this week. There is tentative WWF booking plans for a major star to join WCW, although I'm not sure if it will be at the beginning as a Shane McMahon raid. So possibly somebody from the WWF heading over to WCW to bolster that number. Um, and then Dave Meltzer gives, gives us possibly the worst bit of fucking booking I've ever read. This is the idea of building WCW around a Rock and Goldberg babyface tag team would have incredible potential. What is it with Dave and Goldberg? Fucking moron. He said a one-off. Maybe he said a one-off line. Some people wrote, like, report on reports of Dave Meltzer's reporting that he said, well, MGF may not be able to attend AEW, but Goldberg could possibly take his place. I'm like, because they're both Jewish? Like, (laughs) what? Yeah, why Goldberg? Why why Goldberg? That's a very strange one. The Rock and Goldberg. As a babyface tag team with, (laughs) with the company feeding them heels. That's... That's awful. <laughs> that is awful. This is the bit in the Bishop podcast where he gets to have like he gets to take down the world's easiest target, like gla- the Glass Joe of reporting, where he goes like, mm. uh, "Okay, this is why you've never been involved in any proper wrestling." <laughs> now I like like Dave makes some 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 good. Dave has had over the years some strong scoops, some salient points, some great development, and we talked about it in here how like he he's somehow in some places. On the Raw and the Nitro review, especially, he's pretty much flat out predicted how business will go for like WWF and WCW in the year to come. So he can be on the money. So I don't want it just to be like me just just taking the piss. But that is a shit booking idea. Whoever came up with it. Rock and Goldberg just being fed fucking Sean Stasiak and Sean O'Hare. Like that's his big plan for My WCW. Two <laughs> I'm coming around to it now. Um, but uh, no, absolutely not. Never do that. And they never will. So it's fine. Um, that's all the WCW news because apparently Jim Ross has been poorly this week. So Jim Ross is, is the main guy sort of orchestrating this. In the Ross report, he said that before he, he, he took a bit of time off for sickness, he had a meeting with Stacey Keebler and The Wall. The wrestler, presumably, not just. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come wrestle in WCW, some bricks. Um, so he had a meeting with them about them potentially coming in to be part of it as well. Um, so no other plans for WCW this week. I'm sure it's still coming. It'll all be fine. It'll all be fine. Is SmackDown about to get shorter? Broadcasting and cable. <laughs> no, <of our laughs> <introductions ever happened. laughs> no, no chance on dance. Broadcasting and cable magazine uh, said on Tuesday. Sources say WWF SmackDown is going to go 90 minutes and UPN will use the following 9.30 to launch sitcoms. Oh, like what? Well, do you know what? They did this, didn't they? Do you remember when there was a shorter episode of SmackDown? Shasta McNasty. Shasta McNasty. Shasta McNasty. (laughs) I don't know what he does. Shasta McNasty. There was another one. There was a cartoon one. Do you remember? Oh, like yeah, somebody and somebody. Jim and Bob, Chaz and Dave. Yeah, Tom and Jerry kids. Uh, Tom, it wasn't Tom and Jerry. And UPN. Oh, uh, was bloody comedy! Crap. It was fucking awful. Trying to make an appearance. They had them. Somebody they had, something. They had something. them phone in. <laughs> 
on uh, on one Again, of the shows. Because um, is it Pigpen from Duckman did that on episode of Raw? And like, yes, they had Pigpen. Hey, Pigpen. Oh, hello, Jerry Lawler. Hey, <laughs> what are you? What are you doing here? You're gonna. You're gonna solve the mystery. That's right, Jerry. I'm a big fan of the wrestling. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> big fan of the wrestling. Yeah, what else Gary and Mike. Gary and Mike. Gary and Mike. One season. So they've done it before. So they may potentially And they'll do it again. They may do it again. After the overwhelming success of two season Shasta <laughs> and one season Gary and Mike, well, wouldn't he? <laughs> Keep on plugging away at that. Um do you remember a WWF writer called Seth Mates? No. He had no mates. No, um, I don't know whether he did or not. So in the Observer this week, they report on Seth Mates, who did a, a column for WWF.com. Now, this is something that WWF are trying to do to sort of combat the rising internet fans, the dirty marks that they are, by having somebody who is removed from the, the, the talent writing this sort of counterpoint-based column for some of the big things that the IWC are complaining about. So Seth Mates this week did an argumentative commentary on WWF.com and brought up Triple H beating Jeff Hardy clean, saying, quote, they will complain that Triple H couldn't put Jeff Hardy over clean. They say this while forgetting that it took tons of outside interference when Jeff Hardy returned the favor. No, Triple H just battered him, if I remember correctly on Raw. So like he's made up a lie there. Um, a lot of people complaining about Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit not main eventing Raw and SmackDown and pay-per-views. Stone Cold Steve Austin didn't win a pay-per-view main event until two years after he made his Federation debut. And Triple H didn't win a pay-per-view main event until four years after his Federation debut. Uh, Austin won King of the Ring, though. And Triple H was an intercontinental champion relatively well, also, quickly. Also, Triple H wasn't anywhere near the pay-per-view main events he first got here because he was crap. Mm. And... Uh, Steve Austin didn't do a bloody thing after King of the Ring 96 uh, until Bret Hart returned and went, I want to take you on, Steve Austin, my hand-picked dude. Mm. And then suddenly he had the rocket up his ass. That's interesting. They've got a, a guy writing their own propaganda. Mm. They don't do that nowadays with these uh, independent broadcaster, Sam Roberts, Rosenberg. Triple H also, a lot of complaints about him being too dominant on television. To which Seth Mates writes, Triple H hasn't held the Federation Championship in almost a year. And in the past year, he's done TV jobs to Godfather, The Brooklyn Brawler, Matt Hardy, Kurt Angle, Jericho, Undertaker, Benoit, Austin, and The Rock. But all some people want to concentrate on is Triple H tends to win most of his matches, as most main eventers do. Or that Triple H usually gets the last laugh on Raw and SmackDown, as most heels do. It's funny. I don't remember any of this or feeling this way when I was a kid. Mm. And it's funny hearing this during the best run of his life. Yeah. There must have been some people. A year later. Out. Oh, yeah. Go, he can go fuck himself. But like right now, he's, he's one of the best in the company. And I agree with everything that bloke said. <laughs> he did lose the Godfather. I remember that. It was awesome. He All right, Stephanie, you're going to ride the whole train tonight, <laughs> said Vince. Vince was in good form on that particular night. Uh, a few injuries from the uh, reported in the Ross report this week. Uh, Dean Malenko having shoulder problems. Was it Dave, Dave Meltzer tore a, tore a rib laughing at Dave Seth Meltzer. T- Dave Meltzer. T- t- uh, Seth Mates ripped his quad, stretching the truth. Um, hey. <laughs> Malenko is having shoulder problems, uh, but a 
cortisone injection has led to improvement. So well done, Dean. Oh, no. Uh, Scotty Too Hot, he's still not good. His MRI shows no improvement from two months ago. Next surgery could be possible. Next. He's been banging it, banging it, banging it. <laughs> Perry Saturn's injury turned out to be a severely bruised bicep. He's working through it. See him on heat soon. Yeah, wearing a hat and doing nothing. <laughs> William Regal uh, has shoulder and elbow problems. He continues to work through it. Jesus. He hasn't been 100% for ages. Yeah. K Quick uh, isn't being used until his ribs heal. He's suffered an injury to his ribs. And I don't think we Him really... still being around as a rib. <laughs> that is the ultimate rib. Bless him. Devon Dudley's bad left shoulder doesn't look to require surgery. He's going to work on through. Um, Aaron Aguilera has had back surgery. He's been used on dart matches and may go to IWA for a Jesus. little bit. Jesus. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good joke, that. He had a, a dart match against Prototype recently, which is quite funny when you think about it. Mm. If you know, you know. Uh, and Sergeant Slaughter is putting together a celebrity golf tournament. <laughs> oh, I remember that, yeah. Hardy's leader, Bradshaw, Terry, Bossman, Michael Hayes, Michael Cole, Coachman and Kevin Kelly all going to be put in at the end of this month. Oh, Why did we not film that? That would have been great. Putting on the Ritz, eh? WWF Golf. Make that a video game, you coward. This isn't your dad's golf. <laughs> <laughs> the free rule is out. The Mulligan's X- illegal. <laughs> Would you call it the XGA? <laughs> you can pick up your opponent's ball and claim it as your own. <laughs> Extreme golf. Why use a nine iron when you can use a nine fire? It's just a nine iron on and fire. The trail is him going, hmm, Caddy, pass me the steel chair. <laughs> do. The XGA coming soon. <laughs> Um, Leviathan from OVW will have his first dark match in Cincinnati next week for the WWF. Dave Meltzer writes, I don't think anyone is looking at using him. If anyone even considers guys like Leviathan, Lesnar or Benjamin at this time, they are making a huge mistake. They're not quite ready yet, basically. They're not quite cooked. No, you don't take the bread out of the oven too soon. Ready for that Rock Goldberg tag team. (laughs) Yeah, feed. Yeah, I reckon feed Benjamin and Lesnar to the Rock Goldberg tag team. It is money, money all the way down. Um, Shane Douglas settled a long-standing lawsuit with wrestling fan Paul Maloney this week. Do we know this story? Well, Shane Douglas. I'm look at your notes. Is that going to be the fire? Uh, It is not the fire. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't know, actually. Okay. Maloney's attorney said his client was adequately compensated for an incident that occurred at an ECW show in Allentown Agricultural Hall in 1997. Maloney claimed that his teenage daughter alerted him that Douglas had spit on her. Maloney claimed he asked Douglas why he'd just done that, and Douglas responded by spitting on her again. Maloney said he got angry and what spat. What a heel. I know, right? Maloney spat on Douglas, who then jumped the rail and beat him up. <laughs> well done, Doug. Um, Douglas claimed that both Maloney and his daughter spat on him as he was walking up the aisle. Then Maloney sucker punched him in the left eye for running through the crowd. Douglas said he gave chase and bear hugged Maloney to keep him from escaping until security arrived. Maloney also filed suit against uh, against HHG, claiming that they should have known that Douglas had a history of attacking fans. Uh, they... <laughs> They claimed Maloney had no evidence backing up his claims. Maloney claimed ECW encouraged this out-of-control behavior, which is fine. Uh, court, which is, oh, because it was good for their extreme reputation. Court records show that Douglas had been charged and acquitted of assault in an unrelated case. They have settled 
now a long withstanding suit and I believe I think basically Shane just paid him out of court. So that's all sorted. Um yeah, a lot of spitting wow. in ECW. You know Shane was attacking those fans. What? Yeah. Shane Douglas did nothing. He was just nicely walking by like a nice boy. It's got so being a wrestler sometimes I have to go to court for these things and be like, you know, well no, sir, you know, this is all fake but determined they spat on me and defended myself and then we got the yeah, but then the, the guy's like yeah, but he went, I'm going to beat you up because I'm the Douglasinator. <laughs> and the judges be like, yeah, yeah, I like that. Like, <laughs> that makes sense as I've a I've seen that on TV. <laughs> the Douglasinator is a gimmicky. Yeah, like, no, I don't. It's a character I'm playing. Oh, sure, Douglasinator. One final bit from Figure Four. Um, it's not really related to anything. I just quite enjoyed this bit from Figure Four this week. Vince Russo launches official website oh, this week. God. Here are some of the chat room rules. For Vince Russo's site, I'm not making any of these up, including the last one. So these are the rules if you're planning to chat on vrusso.org. Oh, Vince Russo. V- what? Fuck off. vrusso.org. Yeah. The chat and forum. <laughs> you remember that, that, that Chinese company that got all the big names of people who were somewhat famous to pay them the few grand to get this vincerusso.com? <laughs> that was a thing back in the day. Used to be a lot of, like, uh, what's the word? Anyway, come uh, uh, there. Small companies that would just pick up all the URLs. So hoping that the big stars would pay them for it. Oh, some God. Did, some don't. But obviously, he's like, I'm not paying them. I'll get v- vrusso.org. Before the dot-com bubble burst. Yeah. If anyone doesn't remember the dot-com bubble, um, read NFTs. Uh, so, the chat and forum are intended for Vince Russo and his fans. In capital letters. If you are a troublemaker or a hater, do not waste your time or hours by registering a name. We will not tolerate your stupidity. You'll be banned immediately. Posting and chatting on VinceRusso.org is a privilege, not your God-given right. By entering the chat room and discussion forums, you are automatically agreeing to abide by the following. Bless you. No Vince Russo bashing. No Vince Russo interview requests on the forum slash chat room. No vulgarity. No harassment of others in these areas. Opinions are fine, just don't get too ugly. These include harassment through private messages. No flooding. Repeated posts, the same content. That's how you time this piece. <laughs> you count the rings in the middle. No advertising. No misrepresentations of wrestlers or other famous persons. <laughs> no harassing the monitors, the moderators. The monitors. <laughs> Due to the fact that Mr. Russo is married... And his mother visits vrusso.org regularly. We respectfully ask that you do not begin or contribute to any posts or conversations that discuss Mr. Russo in any sort of sexual manner. We do not want to offend either of the Miss Russos. All right, Bagwell. <laughs> Don't talk about how big my dick is, because my mum will see it. Yeah, my mum will see your dick. <laughs> nice I'll dick. have logged on nice there. Nice dick. I'll have logged on there. My name would have been www.vincerusso.com. <laughs> <laughs> and I typed in bump every day. <laughs> and then gone, hey, I hear Vince Russo does a sex sometimes. Because, bro, what's the bump? I'm like, I'm a wrestler. Yo, yo bro, I'm a wrestler. I want to have an interview with you. P.S. I, I hear you do a sex. Bump. <laughs> bump. 
Anyway. It's a really 2001, this. It's very 01. No flood. Wow, that obviously. was a hell of a news bit. I hope SmackDown can follow that. Let's on. see how we go. Let's go over to the other side of the table. Go on, SmackDown. Is, I believe in you. You can is, see it. There is Matthew Gregg. He is going to walk us through and talk us through this week's episode of SmackDown from 2001. Oh. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Last Monday night, Vince says, in the interest of fairness, Kane will go one-on-one with the tag team champions double denim tonight. (laughs) And Kane comes plodding out, selling his arm like he's a medieval painting of a king who's just found out his son is dead. Man, I was on the good stuff when I typed that. Jesus Christ! Ah! <laughs> my kingdom! My boy! Oh, my boy! Struck off at the prime of his life. We will kill you, Caesar! <laughs> but then Linda appears at WF New York, trying to hang out with crackhead Bob. <laughs> Gives Kane the night off because he's clearly injured. The brain! <laughs> he's clearly heartbroken. Linda makes it Austin versus Undertaker tonight, the derivative title instead. Double Denim beat up Kane backstage. <laughs> Great. Before the match starts because it's so much fun. <laughs> Kane has a nightmare this week. Oh. So Undertaker bravely saves the day and brings Austin to the ring for his match because he's Billy Big Bollocks. <laughs> Triple H has to step in and brain Undertaker with a sledgehammer, so Kane comes out holding his arm while yelling that the kingdom is lost <laughs> to then get beat up for the third time in one video package. <laughs> what was this about? Anyway, cool. They can't stop Cool Kane. Witty wee, witty woo, witty woo is me. I wasn't expecting the medieval king. <laughs> We're in Indianapolis, Illinois. Uh, Judgment Day is happening soon. Uh, China versus Lita is happening. Wait, what? And that is literally the last time they mention it. 
That might, yeah, there's, it's like, by the way, China's leader is happening soon. <laughs> is it? No other oh. mention for the rest of the night. Okay. Uh, we are, might as well mention it now then. This, we are very, very, very close to the end of China in WWF. Not in terms of a contract, because she will be still signed, but in terms of actually appearing on TV, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're getting there. Certainly in the drain. And Austin, Austin defends the world championship against Undertaker. Wow, really getting those announced quick. Feels a bit weird with um we just had. I think it's because like but um Judgment Day is like the last Sunday of May. Yeah. And this is already like like the third of the month. Yeah. So there's not a whole lot of time to get yeah. all this shit in. And I guess because uh, business is a bit down, they just want to start, you know, hyping stuff earlier, perhaps. Yeah, weird period because backlash just happened. Now two weeks later, hey, it's another show. It's it's like rather rather like being a normal mm. fan in twenty twenty two. Crime Inc. is here with a chain, which unlike his brother and his tag titles, he's managed to not lose. <laughs> we get exclusive footage. I thought here, I thought here. Oh, no bike, but a lovely chain. Did he melt his bike down? Well, like the Undertaker's urn. Or has somebody... You've been watching a lot of 95, 96 Raws, haven't you? I have. Or has somebody stole his bike and he's... That's all that's left of it. <laughs> they didn't get all the bike. They thought, I've still got the padlock. <laughs> More fool you, fuckers. Joke's on them. <laughs> this padlock is worth 30 pounds. I have Sarah tattooed on my chain. <laughs> that will never be need... That will never need to get rid of that. Yeah. My bike will never leave me for a younger... More successful bike. <laughs> we get exclusive footage of, after all, Austin hitting Undertaker's bike and doing absolutely zero damage with a steel chair. That bike sold that like the Saddam Hussein statue. <laughs> Fuck Is this? It. Why would they show that? Is what I'm playing here. Why may, would they show may, that, Tom? May I ask? May I ask what you what you had consumed before you started writing your notes? Because you should do I it every remember. week. Can't remember. It was a good week. I was just having a good. Hey, I'm going to win soon. Some phenomenal vibes coming off your yeah. notes this week, mate. I'm a big fan. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know why they showed because it was. <laughs> like, uh, it was like Puppet Jack attacking me. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Aha! How do you, how do you like that? But it was also when Raw went off the air. Yeah. Last like on Monday, and it's just like it's like a like a WDF.com extra of yeah. of, of Austin like hitting Undertaker's bike with a chair like he's angry, <laughs> like he's just in a shit mood. Yeah. Undertaker is happy to have a title match against Old Stone Cold, but that's weeks away. He wants some payback tonight against wannabe tough guy Triple H and some bald guy wearing Daisy Dukes. He promises that pain and suffering will begin, and he'll make them famous. Also, Kane's got a broken arm. Yeah. He's got a burnt face too, so he ain't sweating it. <laughs> also, Undertaker is the one who set the fire that burned Kane. Citation needed. So if he's going to do that to his brother, what's he going to do to double denim? <laughs> Vince is here to get booed unmercifully by the crowd. He asks Undertaker if Kane received Austin's get well soon card yet. Probably not, as Austin hasn't sent one. <laughs> oh. if, if Austin did want to send... Kane, the Get Well Soon card. Uh, I have a few suggestions on designs. Go on. Uh, <laughs> a picture of Kane with his arm in a sling. And the words, slinging best wishes your way. Uh, a picture of Kane with, in a bed with a thermometer in his mouth saying, sorry to hear you're burning up. Okay, like that, This that's segment fair, might yeah. not scan, but we're going with it. A picture of Kane wrestling a flu virus. 
I hope you choke slap your sickness soon. <laughs> this segment wouldn't. I wasn't sure if it would go or not. I thought we'll try it. I was taking very different yeah. things. I was writing my notes than what you were taking. Yeah, you take, you take, you're like, what, what happened to all the alcohol and <laughs> caffeine in my house? Oh, Matthew's consuming them right now. Write his notes. Sorry, Tom. John, don't make those. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. Here's another entry. It says, uh, it's just Kane in a, with a t- on a tapestry. <laughs> said, will no one rid me of this troublesome arm? <laughs> my boy! The kingdom will have revenge. <laughs> Sorry to hear about you. You're dead, son. Ah! <laughs> Fucking hell. Like Edward the Confessor saying, when I was saying, lol, your son's dead. <laughs> no! Vince oh, Wonders, God. who Undertaker thinks he is, bringing a weapon to the ring and calling someone out. <laughs> Get you. It ain't what you want. It's about what Mr. McMahon wants and what he wants. Is that Undertaker facing his hand-picked opponent? What? This is badly typed. Uh, anyway, you will face my hand-picked opponent tonight. And then Undertaker dares Vince McMahon to get him out of his own ring. Undertaker then says, what I want, I take. I guess because his name is The Undertaker. I was just typed in. <laughs> he does say that, to be fair. What I want, I take. Because I'm The Undertaker. All I typed here is... I think it was my genuine reaction to hearing that awful line. And I finished it with just a bunch of action movie lines sellotaped together disguised as a segment. What I want, I take, because I'm The Undertaker. <laughs> Maybe is that's as bad as... Um, so that's why he's called The Undertaker. <laughs> as Austin and Triple H is, I am that damn good, and he is that damn cold. Took it the other week. Mm. And they were like, never do that again. They're trying stuff this week, like the Kane sympathy card thing. They're trying stuff, and some things just don't scan. Um, I, I like how that segment would have been translated into... Japanese. What I want, I take. That's why I'm called the businessman. No, it's Germany. Oh, was it Germany. Germany? That was good, though. It's oh, good thank you. Remember you. That. Thank you. It was Germany, yeah, not Japan. Because I'm doing an Japan. undertaking. I'm yeah. working, basically. That makes more sense. Replace the Japanese line with German. Dead man working. Dead man working spiel. Thank you, I'm dead man yeah. walking. Sounds like he's doing these segments where, again, he's like the baddest man that hit Bad Town. But then Vincent Mann has to, like, take some of that. But he's not. He's not going to take a mood. He's like, I'm mad. And he's like, well, I'm mad. Well, look, it's and fine. And it's the two dogs barking at each other. And then they, they go away. But it's fine, because then that's the opening segment. And we won't see Undertaker again until the main oh, event. So that's, that's fine. Tom, he's clearly so having an off funny. night. He's clearly having an off night. So it's just as well we won't see him again until the main event when he faces Vincent Mann's hand-picked opponent. That'll be fine. Tom's good. <sighs> anyway, until then, Tobacco is Wacko presents Triple H powerbombing test through the <laughs> announce table because he was starting to get over again. Yeah, shut that down immediately. Yep. Why are all our favourites getting a hide in this week, mate? Yeah, you know what? Steve, Steve Seth Mates, what his freaking name is, he had a good point. <laughs> Triple H is putting people over all the time. You're right, Steph. Yeah, he put them over the table. He put them through the table. <laughs> anyway, Triple H versus Jeff Hardy for the Intercontinental title. Woohoo! By the way, both Austin and Triple H have the tag titles around themselves. 
and their singles title. Oh, this is the match graphics. I've mm. seen it. So they've got like that one there where they made a pose for it. They just imposed the other one there. But when they've got both belts, like one here and one here, it makes them look like they're wearing a title belt snuggie. Ah, oh, it's just a good look. It's a stronger look. But Wendy chews. <laughs> oh. Austin heads out after Triple H and gives a death start, <laughs> death stare, <laughs> shut up, to a fan who wanted to touch his belt yeah. and then asks Cole, which one of these pesky hardies is he, is he to face Triple H? Because they both make me sick. <laughs> Austin had like two or three quotes tonight. He was like a he was like an Austin doll with a drawstring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was brilliant all night. Yeah. He was brilliant all night. Jeff gets the advantage to begin with as Triple H has his working boots on until he shoves Jeff off a 10 punch in the corner and Jeff lands on his head and neck. Good old Jeff. <laughs> Triple H beats him down as crowd chants for Lita. Austin tells us how Lita's purple hair makes him sick and then the ginger ninja himself Prime Inc. runs in through the crowd to chase Austin away from commentary. Taking away the best bit of the match so far. <laughs> Jeff attacks a distracted Triple H who avoids a tope at the outside, so Jeff splats again, very consistent, leaving Triple H to pedigree and pin him clean with Triple H leaving immediately to go look after Austin. This is a good match for Triple H and a bad one for Jeff Hardy. Yeah, it was a rough night. Uh, in my notes, I put um, the, the Austin on commentary was excellent. Like he said, him beating up Lita was the best day of his life. Oh. And just like how, you know, he loved beating up uh, Undertaker's motorcycle with a chair. Jeff Hardy's purple hair makes him sick. <laughs> then uh, I just put a hobo is running through the crowd. Oh, wait, it's the Undertaker yeah. with a chain. Um, I just thought uh, just a little cheeky burial of Jeff again. Not as bad as Raw the other week, but the fact that Triple H was distracted, but not distracted enough yeah. to, to get hit with a dive from Jeff and yeah. just pin him clean and then just leg it like, fuck you. You're not Yeah, and it was like, well, I'll go, oh, end this match quick. I can't stay in funny around with you. I've got real things we can't do. I've got here. main event shit to deal with. Yeah. See you later, lads. And then yeah. he was just away. And then we immediately go backstage with his fighting. We do. Undertaker is then attacked by Austin backstage as the Undertaker couldn't spot a man with bright red knee braces coming at him. <laughs> this would have been so much better if Austin had been dressed in his all camo gear and attacked Undertaker from the front. <laughs> Undertaker launches Austin through a sugar glass window as security run him away. Austin then can't see out of his eye. Oh, no's. <laughs> anyway, his X Factor. <laughs> it's their SmackDown debut of the Overdub theme. Oh, no! I think we that's still it. get the, yo, you're doing with the X Factor, but then that's it. Give me back my bad theme. I'm, I've been waiting for this. I'm so sad. Uh, I read Just Incredible's book. He has nearly nothing to say about his X Factor run, so that was well worth the money. I was hoping he'd explain the weird swagger that he did. This like is, to the ring. There's just nothing. Uh, Judgment Day 2001 is brought to you by RC Cola. <laughs> Lovely. I think we did all of our cola we jokes last year. We did all the year. RC Cola uh, retrospective already. But yeah. uh, hey, do you know what? RC Cola, if you can't afford or reach proper Coke, have an R. It's basically the RC stands for roller cola. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Raven, taking on X Pac here. Taz says Raven has been building up a rep these past few weeks. Where and when I've typed here. He had that match against Rhino. Okay, that's and that, they put him one. over like they put him over like Rover because they say they took he took Rhino to his limit. Yeah, and it was the best. He match a European the title match. Because William Regal said they said I was he was going to bloody put had... him in a bloody bollocky European bloody title bloody match. Yeah. Now I won't. Then he lost it by do. doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Giant X Pac sucks chance. Uh, Cole says Raven has a high IQ. 
Taz says he used to have one of them before he started commentating with Cole. <laughs> this week, Taz is very good. Yeah, I was going to say, and yes. he And he's got Jim Ross in his ear backstage, apparently. Oh, uh, more so this week, because Michael Cole, as you may notice as the, week, as the show goes on, he's a bit under the weather, and he's losing his voice. Oh, he, he certainly does. He's really he's about to croak. So Taz, so Taz has to carry a lot of this, a lot more than he, he normally would. he does a good would. job of it. And he's very good at it, because God bless Taz. Yeah. Crowd get bored and start chanting stuff at random people. Ravens following must have flocked. <laughs> crowd chants Justin Jobber. Uh, then the fake crowd noise goes on, goes crazy as this match goes on for a surprisingly long time. Bronco Buster connects and then X-Bat kills more time. So Raven drops him with the even flow DDT out of nowhere to win clean. X-Factor doesn't lose anything for months. And then a clean job to Raven with no build. And then Albert Cockring Powell... That's not his name, is Albert! Cockring palms him afterwards for good measure. Okay, <laughs> I didn't get this, but if they're going start to push Raven, then fair enough. There seems to be a little groundswell for a push for Raven. Yeah, crowd like, isn't you know as a baby with face. them yet. But it's like a, sort we'll like a pseudo mid card baby face. Yeah, like comms are on his side. He's very smart. He put Ryan took Ryan to the limit. He's been working hard. Even like the the auto cheer. Is on Raven's side because once he oh, hits that, that auto cheer loves him. Yeah, because as soon as he counted the X factor with the even flow, uh, the big auto cue pop. Yep. It's great. So yeah, there's a lot of love for Raven, and I do you know what I don't mind Raven as a mid card babyface. I think that's fine. I mean, I I know I'm getting my hopes up unnecessarily because I know this road goes nowhere. But I just at this particular moment, I think that's all right. That yeah. Big win over X-Pac as well. Like you say, they never I lose. probably liked it as a kid, but now I'm like, okay, come out of nowhere. Speaking of come out of nowhere. Fuck this. So this segment is the only yeah. thing I remember from this episode. I'm glad you posted on Twitter. Yeah, they were fasting forward to the end of the show and going, hey, what do you remember from this? Steve Austin on a stretcher into an ambulance yelling that he doesn't deserve this. I don't a deserve lot, this. A lot, a lot of times he yells this because it takes him a while to get put on the ambulance. Austin tells the driver, hey, come on, let's go. And Triple H is there with him because he's, you know, it's his boy accompanying mm-hmm. him to the hospital. He's like, come on, let's go. Come on, come on. It's The Undertaker. And he yells, hello, boys. <laughs> and an awesomely funny bit. <laughs> Undertaker then beats up Vince and Triple H and pounds a stretch at Austin some more. <laughs> then security show up to do absolutely nothing. And if that wasn't bad enough for Austin, Debs then arrives at the arena. What do you think of this, pal? Right. <laughs> I'm not finished with you. Yeah. Uh, where to, Teddy? Where to, Stephanie? Where to, Stephanie? What's the Teddy one? Yeah, where to, Teddy? Where to, Teddy? Where to, Stephanie? All pale in comparison to The Undertaker as Austin lay on the, on the gurney. I don't deserve this. Driver, go! Undertaker appearing like the world's happiest Uber driver. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, boys! <laughs> I remember I, I, when I was watching this episode back, I, I've clipped it and I put it on Twitter because I remember me and my little brother yeah, Mike, yeah. we used to watch SmackDown together and we rewound this bit over and over because it was just so funny. <laughs> I don't know whether Undertaker meant it to be as genuinely funny as it was. Just Undertaker, just this ginger tramp bursting, yeah. from, who we'd seen like 18 times already, bursting from the driver's seat going, hello, boys. Yeah. <laughs> just, dressed- I just fucking have it up. It was great. Yeah, he's dressed, yeah, as you said that, he's dressed like what someone thinks a hard man looks like. Yeah. So, so Clint East wouldn't. 
shows up dramatically. Love you, like, bye. That's the end of the podcast. <laughs> That's the we peaked, mate. All right, what would he do in a situation there? Those pesky, you know, cow thieves had taken his horse. Joe's even funny. Yeah, we lost him. Wait, what's that up ahead? Hello, boys. <laughs> oh no, it's him. I just, I just thought, I just thought you called him Clint Eastwood, didn't? Yeah. Didn't Undertaker do that movie oh, thing as Dirty he Harry? Did. He did. <laughs> There's the real Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Hello, boys. How many shots did I fire out of my motorcycle? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go to the toilet. No, oh God, he shot himself. Every day I wake up with coffee and, you know. <laughs> he's genuinely gone to the toilet. You know what? For ease of editing, uh, I will take this moment uh, to do two things. Um, to plug the cameo because... It's Jubilee weekend. What better way to celebrate the Queen than by getting one of us gorgeous cultaholic lads with a special tribute video message. You can get your very own cultaholic video message from Cameo at cultaholic.com forward slash Cameo. In case you missed it yesterday, as it was a bank holiday Friday, and you had the podcast a day early, we dropped a special episode of Desert Island Graps, a long episode of Desert Island Graps, featuring former WCPW and Defiant Wrestling star H.T. Drake. You may remember Drake from the halcyon days of What Culture Pro Wrestling. And we talk extensively about said halcyon days with with HT Drake and a number of other things. It's on an episode of Desert Island Graps. Great to have Desert Island Graps back. You have another new episode on Wednesday coming up as well. We took a little summer break and we are well and truly back. So I'm going to plug those and send you to a commercial break. Welcome back. Matthew's back. Look, sometimes when you eat as much Alpen and drink as much coffee as myself, like, you know, okay, there's times when, ah, this can wait until the end of this show, right? Because, you know, that's how the body works. And then you'll just get a good rhythm like that. You're like, oh, 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 oh no, it's it's come early. <laughs> oh, God, thank you for that, pal. That's all right. Hey, thank you. Hey, I'm happy to be of service, I guess. Oh, I feel ready for the day. <laughs> Angle I- and Benoit are continuing to have issues as Kurt hates the fact that Benoit tapped out after the bell at the pay-per-view match. After it went to sudden death, under Olympic rules, the sudden death starts immediately. Not with a little gap there. So he reckons it should have counted. Uh, Benoit says, I beat you. It's true. It's true. Ha, ha, ha. Benoit then suplexes Angle out of the ring and twocks his gold medals. Matthew hasn't shut the door correctly, so there's some... some... No, no, that's fine. I'll go and do that. Very oh, quickly. thank you. Yeah. Kurt Angle is furious and tells a makeup person to come get Angle if he sees Benoit tonight because he's got his medals. Thanks, Kurt. We did this video just explained that to us. We appreciate the exposition in everywhere. And then Vince bores Stephanie with the plot. And then Debs comes in and tries to act as she's told everything again. Okay. Debs then goes to talk to Undertaker. Oh, my son! <laughs> my boy! My boy! My boy! <laughs> Suddenly, this means more acting from Deborah. 
Odadega says this has nothing to do with her, so she slaps him. He tells oh, her... He gives her a bit of a beefy slap. He tells her she slaps like her old man. Hang on. I thought old man meant dad in American. That means husband too? Only if you Woody Allen, I guess. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> but my bad joke aside, I thought old man meant dad. If you're American, can you let us know? I think it can be both. <laughs> your old man, the dustman. He wears a dustman's hat. <laughs> my old man's not a dustman. Slap. Deborah's revenge. <laughs> Deborah's revenge back again. <laughs> Deborah, the last dinosaur. Hits <laughs> like an old man and a whole lot more. <laughs> Deborah and acting <laughs> fighters of the sea. Deborah and acting a combination act- we've never seen. Damn it, I was supposed to say the exact word. <laughs> oh. God love Deborah here, giving Undertaker quite the whack. Incredible work. <laughs> Great selling by the Undertaker. Go on, Kurt Angle's here. He's taking on Hardcore Holly, <laughs> who doing drinks doing? milk, <laughs> and then asks, "Hey, got medals? Hey, funny Holly. What does Holly do with the glass <laughs> after? Funny Holly. <laughs> <laughs> What's with <laughs> these homies? This <laughs> <dissing> my girl. Who we? I look just like Buddy Holly. Beat Uh-oh. everyone and win all the belts. <laughs> Losing matches. I don't care about that. <laughs> he does, though. Funny Holly gives Angle a really crappy-looking power bomb before taking a bad-looking stud gun. Benoit shows up <laughs> to save the wrestlers from themselves, so Hardcore lands his finisher. The drop kick, but... Gives him a bad German, which doesn't give a pin. Both men are hitting rough moves tonight, and not in a cool all-Japan kind of way. Kurt Angle goes after his medals, but Hardcore attacks him again. This goes on for way longer than the match should, with the finish literally stood and the ramp. Holly gets a really sweet-looking submission hold. Yeah, I've through, never seen that But before. Angle gets the ropes. I went to Twitter to ask some people to name it, and we got HKT3030 says, Scrambled Legs. <laughs> I like that one. So for the so actually the move itself it's like oh a, yeah I should have described it's like Sorry. an education it's like an educator but like the legs are behind Holly's leg yeah it's like he's using his leg to prop up the other leg yeah like 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 a Texas like if a like Texas a clover leaf, like if a Texas clover leaf glitched. Leaf. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit like that. Yeah. So, so, start at the bed. Scrambled legs is the first yeah. one. He Andrew the giant says the Holly op drive. Nice. Mm. That's a lovely Red Dwarf reference, yeah. that. I like that. Cinch McMahon says, Holly, do you like me now? Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Lee Awal says, Bows of Holly. Fa-la-la-la-la. Yeah. And my favourite, taking the win, Big Boss Fan, Hardcore Holdy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, lads. Kurt locks in the ankle lock, but Benoit puts on the medals to distract Kurt yet again, so Holly rolls him up for the win. Uh, this match felt like Benoit made his entrance way earlier than what was intended yeah. and had to go, oh, bollocks. Uh, but I love Angle and I love Holly, and they usually have good chemistry. 
they were on the same page, but they're reading different books this week. Mm. Yeah, because Benoit sort of came out and distracted Angle that led to a drop kick. And then it wasn't until Angle put the ankle lock on Holly about five, six minutes later that Benoit went, Hey, Kurt, are you looking for your medals? It's like, yeah, we know you've got them. You've been stood there for ages. Yeah. Like, which was a bit strange. Kurt, uh, you got the mic. Hey, hey Benoit, are you looking for your cue? I am. Um, I put here. So the last time that Holly and Angle had a fight on SmackDown, uh, Holly had his arm broken. They've wrestled a few times since then. Have they? Okay. Well, the the key time. Uh, let's protect. Yeah, that's that's what happens. Yes. <laughs> I just, I put is is Holly drinking milk on the ramp because milk's good for bones. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. Well done. Is that a really long bit of storytelling where Holly now has to drink a big pint of milk before he wrestles Angle to make his bones stronger? Yeah. And what happened if he had broken his arm? <laughs> Oh, my, <laughs> my, dim, my boy! My, my NASCAR legacy! <laughs> my Matchbox collect. What, what Matchbox fucking, 20! <laughs> Matchbox 20. Baby, you need to come home. That's not what I intended to say. I can hardly move. I'm in so much move. <laughs> I'm in so much <laughs> move. You prick. You prick. <laughs> You know what? We've not recorded. <laughs> we've not recorded it yet. We've not recorded it yet. But I have a really good feeling in my waters that the, the Coldolic podcast this week, if me, me and you are on it with Jack, it's going to be oh, it's a re- handicap match. Really fun and fucking unbearable. <laughs> and I'm Don't not even fucking sorry. Don't look at me or Tom during the podcast. Just look at Jack's Just face. watch Jack's face all the way through. Jack realizing, oh no. Oh yeah. Coachman's at the hospital and asked Triple H for an Austin update. And Triple H promos him to death because he has to bury someone else on one show. <laughs> Triple H calls the coachman a leech. And then a doctor tells him off for yelling. So Triple H pushes him and tells him the ring, all the police, because you'll need them. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What a great... Go get all the police, because I'm, I'm in a good mood. <laughs> Such yeah. shit dialogue this week. Yeah. Vince and Steph head out for even more exposition. As it feels like 10 wrestlers arrive for this show. Vince is appalled at Undertaker sending Austin in the glass and the fact that the crowd cheered for it. Undertaker then heads out badassedly to stare at Vince. <laughs> fucking criming again. Yeah. Until Undertaker drops him with one punch. Shades of Lennox Lewis, yells Taz. <laughs> Too soon, Taz. Too soon. Undertaker tells Stephanie to tell Vince he took back his yard. Vince then ices his chin backstage because we did in fact book 10 people for the show. Was there a blizzard or something? It is crazy. <laughs> Yeah, and then Edge, Christian, and Rhino head out to wrestle Matt Hardy and Lita, and Jericho's here too. On Raw, Jericho... No, it's Matt Hardy and Jericho they face, isn't it? With Lita at ringside. Yeah, it made it look as a three-person match, didn't it? Ah, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a handicap, three on two. I really like that. On Raw, Jericho beat up Willie with rubbish, because he's <laughs> British. I hate a rubbish Willie. Jericho and Christian start off, and Chris sends everyone on the evil Canadian team down with drop kicks until Matt takes a right hook clothesline to start selling. Jeff's banned from ringside because he's dead. Matt continues to play Matt Hardy and get isolated and get demolished by Wreck, REC, as nice. Cole's throat officially quits. Hot tag Jericho as he cleans house, but then he and Rhino head outside, leaving Matt Hardy with Edge. While Eddie Guerrero shows up. He distracts the referee, but Eddie surprisingly attacks Edge, allowing Matt to hit the twist of fate to beat Edge. Hmm, I wonder if we can trust that that waskily wabbit, Eddie Guerrero. The Tino cheat. The Tino cheat, yes. Mm. Oh, good. Well, I don't don't know how much longer we've got Eddie Guerrero for. Like China, this is his last thing. 
he's involved mm. in before he uh, takes a leave. Yeah. More on that in the next few weeks because might as well send all the misery for the upcoming. <laughs> now, what a happy period of wrestling we have to look forward to. We are to, in right? some misery business uh, for a couple of weeks after this. Jeez. Yeah, we're going to have spring cleaning back in Oborn. We just wait until wrestlers did something. <laughs> uh, then, One Eyed Snake, Austin. I love Austin here. Heads out for the RC Cola, Lamas, second place Coke of the week. <laughs> it's Jerry Lynn beating Crash Holly for light heavyweight title on Sunday Night Heat. Who knew Crash had it? Yeah, that's it. We've been doing this week to week. And I didn't know that Crash Holly was the light heavyweight champion. As you know, Crash Holly, the light heavyweight champion, like, what? Since when? That meant he had another version of the triple crown, didn't he? He didn't have the world IC and tag. He had the tag, light heavyweight, European and hardcore. <laughs> sort of like the... All the ones that weren't the good ones. He had the triple down as opposed to the yes. triple crown. <laughs> oh, triple frown. Triple frown. I like triple he frown. He won them all wearing a WF attitude shirt. Oh, Christ. That's the kiss yeah. of death, that is. So, yeah, I didn't like. I didn't even know. He was, and I worry now that we haven't done our job properly. Because I'm like, No, but the, he, it was never mentioned on SmackDown. We would have known mentioned. it. He, last time we saw him, he was getting gored the fuck by Rhino. Yeah, we have definitely seen it. And then whoosh, he won the belt. Yeah. And Roosh, he won the belt. Whoosh. <laughs> hey, here's Grandmaster Sexy. He's brought to you by Stacker2Auction.com and Chef by ID. Why have a fat burner and overstuffed pasta together? Mixed messages. Very mixed messages. What if you take both of them? Do you just, does nothing happen? I want, uh, what we might do one day is we might, we might get the Stacker2, which I believe is a powder. Can you get Stacker 2 stuff? I'm sure you can get Stacker 2. And it might be like a little energy drink. We'll just pour it in the Chef Boy up to you. Tom, no. Just send our body all kinds of mixed messages. And then try and go the Wayback Machine to get auction.com. <laughs> yeah, speaking of the... Auction.com. Another username I'd use on verusso.org. <laughs> Sex is taking on Jerry Lynn, making Ooh. his SmackDown debut. Woohoo! Yay! To no pop. It's sad. And why it? would there be one? Uh, Lynn wrestles with the title on briefly as there's a mild ECW chant. Jerry takes on Enziguri, allowing the referee to take his belt off him. Sex Aid then delivers a bulldog on the ramp. Wow. He did that last time to Eddie Guerrero. That's a nice regular move to be taken. Uh, commentators talk about, uh, well, anything else, if we're being honest. Jerry yells, who's Sex Aid now? Taz asks Cole. <laughs> he goes, yeah, that's the man. Lynn takes Sex Aid's goggles but misses the hip-hop drop. They carry on until Lynn tries another dirty pin but it fails. Taz is aghast at Lynn's nefarious ways. Jerry gets the tornado DDT, but Sex A converts it into a Northern Lights, just like Rob Van Dam. Uh, and then Jackknife Pin and Assisted Ropes get it full in. A weird debut as he kind of acted like, hey, it's Jerry Lynn. He's cool. He won the title. But then he's kind of cheating. He's, but he's very not a... much cheating. He used the ropes. But he's also hitting cool moves, so it's it's not the right time for that type of character. The right whole now, Jerry but... Lynn thing is a strange aesthetic. Now, I liked I like him wrestling with the title on. That's yeah. fun. Like That's different. And if you can do it while comfortable, then absolutely do it as often as you can. Uh, I thought it was a really pacey sort of attitude era star match that had cruiserweight vibes to it. Mm. I thought these two had a banger. I really enjoyed it. I thought they'd do it, but it's like, okay, Jerry, you've got no character, you've had no promo, but you're the champion. The championship, no one cares about, really. It's... It's a total it's an uphill order. struggle. <clears throat> Sisyphus would be happy with this. <laughs> I believe... Um, he, he ex expresses his frustrations at Judgment Day, a, for, a call forward. Where uh, he's at forward that. New York, where yeah. he's, as is the champion, he says, I'm not defending my title on the pay-per-view, I get to talk. 
Well, great. Whoopity doo is a line from Jerry Lynn that we'll yeah. hear in a couple of weeks. Did I do a good promo, JR? I was like, what? <laughs> Did I do a good job for you? I'll call me for that. Uh, meanwhile, Austin is mad and blind and bleeding backstage. Do you like how he's kind of like he's got this new snarl? He's got his eye patch on and he's pulled like his his jaw all the way down. So he's like, yeah. like he's deliberately pulling this weird face, like his mangled pirate. I love yeah. him for it. Yeah. Uh, explains Triple H got arrested at the hospital off camera. Obviously. It's all right because he loved it. You can't lose. You can't lose the police. <laughs> Steve says he doesn't deserve this again. What he does deserve is the is that- boot of the week, allegedly starring China and Lugs. It's shame at man dying at Backlash. They can bury him with lots of feet so he can travel across the river sticks in style. <laughs> they put Shane on the raft and there is just Lugs all yeah. around him. Yeah. Do you have coin? No, but I have lugs. <laughs> you may pass. <laughs> and they're just boogieing on the river sticks with the lugs everywhere. All these millions of dead cops are going, wow, <laughs> the boatman's looking pretty fresh today. <laughs> Skeletons just all like lining them up, all wearing lugs. They yeah. <laughs> do, do, do wolf whistles. He's like, Woo! oh, you. <laughs> looking hard, sticks. Hey, thanks, brother. Do you come with the shoes? Oh, you. I come in the shoes. Oh, oh. Then you go, no, no, that's enough. Cut. That's enough. I like them being dead for all eternity. You want, hey, what what have my shoes got that you guys haven't? Come on, them. Yeah, believe it or not, Tom, that was the punchline. <laughs> How did you know? He's <laughs> not dead so oh, what? Come on. Why is the guy who runs the oh, River okay. Six just obsessed with just come? It's weird. Um just to, just I've gotta get this joke out of my system and then, then I can move on with my life. Okay, go on. You and you said um Triple H like <laughs> refused a job on camera to the police. Is that why he beat Sting at WrestleMania? <laughs> Oh, you're staying in the police. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sting, when you lost a Triple H at WrestleMania, did you throw your contract underarm or overarm? <laughs> I was very happy to lose to Sting. Why is he Welsh? Hi. I don't know why I'm Thank Welsh. You. Thank you, Bridge and Sting. I'll read I'll, <laughs> I'll be watching you, like. I was happy to lose to Sting. <laughs> Why am I well? Right. Now he's Indian. <laughs> Try to be well. Right. Try to be deep Geordie for Sting. No, but that one. Yours. Right. I, l- <laughs> I lost to Triple I don't know what he is. I lost to Triple H. Fuck it. It's not unusual to lose to Triple H. Uh, Tom Jones fucking jumps to Triple H. Right. Oh God. Oh. <laughs> oh dear. 
Sorry, we've right. only got more recap for the show because again, sorry, we're ne- we're ne- it's, it's a car boot sale episode of SmackDown with very few people actually showing up for it. So uh, Vince <laughs> talks to a mystery dude behind a door to take on Undertaker in the main event. And we get revealed in a short time later. It is the returning Rikishi. Mm. The crowd is mild. <laughs> uh, crowd are not bothered. Yeah, because last time we saw him, he was trying to kill Steve Austin. Uh, Undertaker knocks him down with the big dumb clothesline and connects with his favorite Will Ferrell film of the top rope. That's right. Boat trip. <laughs> Undertaker launches Kishi over the announce table, but then Kishi sits on his face to stop the stop Tells all him. the abuse from Undertaker for 10 seconds. Kishi gets it back by headbutting him and hitting the ass in the corner. Undertaker chokeslams him, and then One-Eyed Snake heads out to distract with a chair, a.k.a. his equalizer. They he, call him the One-Eyed Rattlesnake on commentary. They do. <laughs> he drops it, so Undertaker smacks Kishi with it a few times while Austin stares one-eyedly as the crowd waits for something to happen. Nothing does, so Undertaker hits Kishi with more chairs as he's ready to give money out to the crowd for them to react. And then Undertaker's music plays, and that's it. Underwhelming episode, to say the least. Great comeback for Rikishi, who turned up, <laughs> got battered, and then left for dead with a steel chair. <laughs> it was so grim, because it's like, oh my God, bang, bang, bang. And now it's supposed to be like the big moment, like, wow, if he does that to Rikishi, what's he going to do to Austin? But Austin's there. Yeah. And I'm like, well, get him then. Wait till Raw. Get him. And the crowd's like, yeah, he's there. He's got one eye. He's, he's never been more vulnerable in his life. And he's like, hit Rikishi some more. Crap. And Austin's like, whoa, I, I, oi, 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 I'm from, uh, <laughs> from the valleys. It's me, Sting. It's me, Sting. And from the like, valley. And, uh, and, uh, and then it's like, uh-oh, plays music, plays music. Just, just, oh, crowd react to something. Oh, do you know what? Really I, grim. I don't blame the crowd being very quiet because that was the 98th time they'd seen Undertaker that night. Yeah. They were probably oh, a bit bored it? of Crime Inc. by then. Yeah, no, no, Kane's injured. Like, yeah, he's been injured for like weeks now. I was like, no, but he's not here. <laughs> he's not here injured. Oh, oh I, thought, like, I thought like injured injured. Not injured And then injured. Triple H getting arrested off camera. It's like, okay, so he's not going to show up either. Okay. <laughs> Oof. It was a it was a rough show. What was something that you remember? <laughs> Should we say it at the same say time? One, Ready? two, two three. three. Hello, boys. <laughs> That's only the bit. Be that. That's the bit. I'm thinking getting ready to do all those GTA missions. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's the one, isn't it? It's a low boys. Yeah, having Undertaker being that like wacky rebel backstage, aka having to do Steve Austin stuff to Steve Austin now, which is weird, and. Uh, Hmm. What else did I, what I did I forget that happened on this episode? So much of it. Um, I actually remember Jerry Lynn's uh, little match here and thinking, "Wow, this why are the crowd into this as much?" Because mm. I like Jerry Lynn rather than the match. Because we knew who Jerry Lynn was, yeah. and we were working with people who didn't. Yeah. What did I forget? Uh, God, where to even begin? Where to begin? <laughs> Um, don't you dare that played the wedding and I'm like oh, oh no I'll be hearing it this effing weekend as well I tell you what I forgot I forgot Rikishi came back on this show oh yeah you know what that's a good one I forgot that Rikishi came back and was the secret super secret main event opponent for The Undertaker which the crowd were clearly delighted by and then he just got clattered there's like thanks for that because I'm sure there is a a short sharp baby face turn for Rikishi on the horizon there is so and I knew about that 
but I forgot that he came back for one night as a heel yeah. here. And again, it's like, hey, it's it's Rikishi, it's the hired gun, and you're like, oh, all right. Yeah. I bet you know she has gone. Fine. And where's Haku? It'd be great. Distinct lack of Haku around here. Yeah. He's busy jobbing to K-Quick, I think, on Sunday Night Heat. Oh, God. All right, yeah, that that's happened. right. I'm going to forget is Eddie Guerrero's last few bits here. Mm. You forgot about Eddie's bits. Yeah. You heard me. Because I, I know there was a, like, you can trust me, essay, which was very similar to what he did a few times later on, like with Batista at the very end of his career. But like it's like, hey, you can trust me. And they're like, mm. why should we? And it's like, yeah. And it didn't get, if I remember right, it didn't get a payoff. No, because um, he just sort of, I, th I think we'll talk more about sort of yeah. what happened with Eddie in the weeks to come. Um, but we certainly don't get it here. But that was a, an underwhelming SmackDown. Well done, everybody. Happy Jubilee. <laughs> Yeah, also, this is happening. You have two pay per views. Sorry, three pay per views if in the UK, I guess. Uh, one month. Bloody hell. Yeah, so um, the next thing on the docket is uh, the WWF have Insurrection at Earl's Court. Um, we're not going to do that. We're not going to talk. We'll talk about it next week. But I can highly recommend uh, a fortuitous happenstance and fortuitous timing. The Attitude Era podcast uh, have dropped an episode all about Insurrection 2001. So, uh, and they don't know I'm doing this. Uh, I like what they do. Uh, and I recommend if you want to find out a little bit more about Insurrection 2001, subscribe to them as well and listen to that this week. We'll talk a bit about the aftermath of that pay-per-view. We won't do a watch-along of it or anything like that, but do check out their special on it. Why not? That's nice. Why not? Because we can't be asked to watch it. We can't, I mean, we, we have previously watched UK pay-per-views, but then then we both said, like, like, oh, we could just... We'd rather just push on to Judgment Day. From yeah, because believe it or not, they just... Well, we talk about like um, all the matches they change up, but there's very little to talk about. Yeah. So uh, I was. There's a few things to talk about at the next year's mm. insurrection, especially on the oh, plane ride back. Oh, yeah. But so, until then, it'll just be like, hey, look at this big ass house show. It's basically that. And we'll Ooh, talk. We'll, big show takes on Bradshaw. <laughs> Yippee! How exciting for everybody. Oh, but we do get Aston Slod out. Oh. That was a dream moment. Um. That was a dream moment. But we'll back next week to talk about <laughs> SmackDown and we'll reflect on the Insurrection Show as well. But check out Attitude Era podcast. They're good lads. Yeah. Um, what have you got coming uh, up? Attitude Era slot out. <laughs> we slot out to Attitude Era yeah. podcast. Well, we have the lovely Coldaholic normal flavoured. We have the regular flavoured Regular, podcast, as we call Which it, you should have yes. heard by now, hopefully. Nah, there's people who just listen to these. Oh, I, I'm amazed that that is the case, and I'm grateful that that is the case. Yeah. It's me, you, well, and Jack. It's, this mostly, week. it's mostly people who already talk to on a regular basis in DMs on Twitter, anyway, in various <laughs> groups. So it's very just talking with your mates. Yeah. Uh, hey, how are you all doing? Sega forever. Um, but with that out the way, there'll be a new Botchamania up hopefully soon. It's just been recovering from a wedding and having to watch nine and a half hours of AEW pay per view and then all the event and stuff because it's amazing. You take a few days, you, you know about this, Tom. Yeah, you take a few yeah, days yeah. off and you're like, Whoa, you missed this and this and this. I'm like, MGF did what? Oh, yeah. God. All right, cool. So that'll hopefully be up. And if it won't be, then it'll be the next day. Or leave me alone. I'm working hard. Um, or hardly working. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, and what have you got there. for us, Tom? Because I know you're busier than a, a butcher's dog with two penises. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lovely image. That's, that's a weird one. I definitely heard that from somewhere. Um, so it was, it was us three. It was me, you, and Jack on the podcast, the Regular Flow podcast, mm. which came out on Thursday. Yesterday, um, a, a special episode of Desert Island Graps. It's back after its little break. 
And the first guest back, somebody that we'll know, you and I know very well, H.T. Drake's on Desert Island Ground. Oh, lovely. He is one of these sort of best kept secrets of Northeast wrestling. And he's been behind the scenes on things like Five Star and WCPW as well. So we get stories about those times from him. We went for two and a half hours, did H.T. Drake and I. We just talked about everything. And he's just a, it's a fascinating insight into the man that is Howard and some of the sort of behind-the-scenes stuff on wrestling that he's very he's very astute on. Um, so that that was on Friday, so that was yesterday. So there's an extra long episode of Desert Island Graps for you for the, for the Jubilee weekend. And then, all being well, back to normal from next week. With all this, yeah, I think it's one, a bank holiday Monday, and then from Tuesday, it's sort of like business as normal. This four-day weekend, whilst it's lovely, it just uh, it <laughs> does throw everything off kilter, doesn't it? <laughs> Bank holiday Thursday, you're like, what? Yeah, then bank holiday Friday, then bank holiday Monday. So what did you say? Four day weekend. What a dream. It's terrifying. Mm. Thank you, Queenie. Uh, until we are next back together, he is at Matthew Gregg on Twitter. I am at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together, we are at Coltaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. Hello, boys. Love you, bye. My son. My son. <laughs> <laughs> Ha 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 ha! That's a good life on the ambulances! <laughs>